the Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team, Mr. Sam. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Javante, Jacob, Katia, Andrew, Tia, Violet, Dustin, Shahizi, and the Tom Sumner Program. What do comic books have to do with Susan B. Anthony, Stormy Daniels, and Congressman John Lewis? Find out New Year's Eve 2020 on the Tom Sumner Program. Author Mark Schulman talks about comic book biographies of Walt Disney and Susan B. Anthony. The creative team from Tidal Wave Productions talk about a new comic book series called Stormy Daniels Space Force. Plus, former congressional aide Andrew Aiden talks about developing a three-part comic book series about the civil rights movement called March with Congressman John Lewis. The Tom Sumner Program continues our look back at 2020 with comic books for New Year's Eve, streaming live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com, repeating online all day and night, simulcast on 92.1 FM in Flint at 9 a.m. and p.m. Happy New Year from the Tom Sumner Program. up there on that rooftop you ain't got no id well you're gonna have to come along with me christmas is sure to fail santa is stuck in jail miss claus freak and the elves are on the street trying to raise money for bail christmas is sure to fail if we can't get santa out of jail so they took him to the judge 
judge in the middle of the night And the judge said, yeah, I think you're nuts, all right But I'll give you one chance to prove me wrong Make me believe you're the real Santa Claus And if you can do that right Well, I'll let you sleep it off at home tonight, yeah <laughs> Santa hunkered down low And he put his finger on the side of his nose And he started humming Christmas carols real low He said When you were five years old, your name was Greg You left me milk and cookies and a note that said Dear Santa, all I really want is a puppy I love him forever and I'll name him Buddy And so you did for 15 years Till Buddy passed away and you cried many tears And you lost your faith like so many do But I got a little something to tell you that's true The love you give never really goes away And it all comes back on Christmas Day So here's a little something that I want to give to you And Santa handed him a puppy named Buddy Jr. Hey, welcome uh, back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is author of Bond, The Four Cornerstones of a Lasting and Caring Relationship with Your Doctor, and founder of Red Cross Concierge, a personalized medical practice designed to enhance the patient-doctor relationship. And uh, he's here today to talk about uh, some tips for staying healthy during the cold and flu season. He is Dr. Ken Redcross. He joins me by phone. Ken, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Tom. It's great to be here with you. Ken, and I have to ask you, with the last name of Redcross, was there any choice <laughs> to become other than becoming a doctor? Absolutely not, Tom. I just let you know that the good Lord has a sense of humor, that's for sure. <laughs> well, well said, well said. Um I, I want to ask you a little bit um, first before we uh, before we start talking about cold and flu season, just about this uh, sure. notion of um, con your concierge practice. Um, yeah. How is how is that different from just a good old country doctor? Well, it's a little different, everyone, in that my sort of care is very tailored to your needs. In other words, every patient has my, my phone number, my email, and they have access to me. Um, I make house calls. I, I travel with some patients if they need me. So it's just like a concierge when you go to a hotel. You go to the concierge to find out kind of where the best place to go and the and best way to have a good time. And I try to do that on the healthcare side of time, on the healthcare side of things, I should say, and and really provide a beautiful medical experience. So you spend a little more than uh, two minutes per patient. Oh, oh a smidgen more, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you mention it's interesting you mention that, Tom, because in my book that I that I wrote called Bond that you mentioned, I talk about the fact that you get about seven and a half minutes with your doctor on average here in the United States. Now, I had a patient that I was on the phone with early early this morning. Um, and I was on with her for about an hour or so, and I have to make a house call later today. So, yes, it's a lot more time in, in the way that I deliver care because I realize that patients need more than that little bit of my time, and, and, I, and it also completes me as well as a, as a practitioner. And, and what about as a, a diagnostician? Um, 
it's, yeah. it seems to me that there'd be a lot less misdiagnosing if a little more time was spent. Yeah, and that's another great point, because when you have that kind of time with a patient, Tom, you can really pinpoint some areas that you couldn't get in that seven minutes. In other words, you know, sometimes someone comes in, they may have chest pain, and we've done the EKG, and we see that everything is okay. Well, I can dig a little bit deeper and to find out that, look, she's very stressed. Her daughter's getting married in a few days. Um, coronavirus is around. I mean, there's a lot of different things that I can dive into that you can't do when you don't really give the patient the time that they deserve, which is the reason why, you know, this practice I started so many, so many years ago now, and now it's kind of mainstream in the sense that patients are demanding more, Tom, and so it's perfect timing. Well, and that was a, a, a great segue, I think, to uh, talking about cold and flu season, because what is different about this cold and flu season because of the pandemic? Yeah, 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 and, and you're right. And so this is the, the bigger issue, everyone. So we're all dealing with the pandemic since, gosh, March, and it's really changed all of our lives. But don't forget that we still have influenza out there and a lot of other cold viruses that are lingering, just like they have for other years as well. And so we kind of have a, a, a double whammy to, to be prepared for and to make sure, as I always like to say, Tom, that you get a sort of strategy um, during the cold and flu season, and this was before the pandemic even. One of the things that I was wondering, thinking about our conversation this morning ahead of time, was um, is is – cold and flu season likely to be a little less this year because of the precautions people are taking for the the coronavirus no that's a that's a great question tom because i've I've talked about that a lot because you're right when is the last time that we've walked around with masks all day or even socially distanced during the flu season so look i'm here in new york and even though we obviously see influenza still kind of around while we're dealing with the pandemic, it's definitely not the way it was the past couple of years or so. So you bring up a very a great point there, Tom, in that, you know, we have a chance to maybe have a, a less of a flu season this year, potentially, if we all continue to do the things that we know we should do to, to decrease those risks. And do you think people are likely to just drop those precautions because, now there's a vaccine being shipped around uh, the country? Well, let me tell you, I hope not, everyone, because we have to recognize that, you know, in a sense, so I'm a, I'm a glass-half-full guy. So even as we deal with the pandemic, what can we take from this that's a, that's a positive? In other words, something for us to, to go forward and say, gosh, what have we learned? Well, we've learned the importance of hand hygiene. Um, because we tend to inoculate ourselves. We rub our eyes, our nose, our mouths, and that sort of thing, and introduce the infection or virus and that sort of thing. And we're also understanding the importance of definitely wearing masks when we're dealing with respiratory illnesses. I recognize that that's a little bit of a, of a hot-button topic these days, Tom, but my point is when you're dealing with a respiratory illness, you want to make sure that you're not kind of sending those droplets to your to your neighbor or to your loved one as well. So... You know, hopefully there's a lot of good lessons that come from this, um, and that we're a lot more vigilant going forward. Now, at this, you know, having cold and flu season come along during the pandemic is is kind of confusing for people. I, I've been sort yeah. of uh, 
laughing a little bit tongue-in-cheek every time I get a little cough, even if it's just from dust or something. I, I think, oh, God, I've got the COVID. Um, right, right, and, right. And so how do you no, tell... A lot of people are just like you. So how do you tell when the symptoms for cold and flu and COVID overlap so much? Yeah, no, and that's a good point. So look, so when we think about it, everyone, think about it as almost two arms. On one arm... Let's think about those symptoms that come, such as sneezing, runny nose, nasal congestion. Those are that typical kind of cold symptoms, right? It kind of comes on slowly, and you realize you're coming down with something. Then on the flip side, then you start to develop body aches, chills, maybe fever as well. Those body aches kind of let us know that maybe we're dealing with influenza. Now, I recognize that COVID does have the fever and that sort of thing, but presents a little bit differently with more shortness of breath and really a rapid onset as well. So that's why it's important that you have a great relationship with your physician so that you can get on the phone and let the doc know kind of what your symptoms are like. Because when I hear these symptoms and they call me, Tom, I'm able to kind of put them in little boxes and then start thinking like, okay, here's a strategy. We've tried to stay healthy. But now they're having some other symptoms going on as well. So now what is the strategy to make sure that we now jump in and make sure that they don't feel under the weather anymore? And, and um, there's been a big push uh, on vaccines every year for flu. Yeah. And, um, and of course, we have a vaccine coming now for uh, uh, COVID-19 as well. Um, right, right. And, and do you recommend those things? Are they helpful or are there other things that people should do um, or maybe in spite of being vaccinated that people should do to lessen their risk? Yeah, you know, so one of the things I do, everyone, so look, I'm a Western-trained physician. I trained here in Columbia, here in New York, many, many moons ago. And so even though I'm Western-trained, I look at a lot of the Eastern ideas of getting better and staying well. So the vaccine thing is such a specific it's such a specific choice for each and every one of you out there listening that you should definitely have a discussion with your doctor with. And I've gone back and forth myself, to be quite honest, because certain years we've had better flu vaccines that really cover, and some years we haven't done such a good job because it's a challenge. But as I'm talking to patients, I let them know a lot of the things that I prefer in my practice that are homeopathic. One, for instance, especially if you're coming down with flu-like symptoms, Tom, the name is Oscillococcinum. Now, Oscillococcinum is a product. It's made by a company named Boron. They're a homeopathic company, and I found them many, many years ago when I was in Los Angeles because I wanted to offer something to patients that would help for the body aches, the fevers, the chills, but I wanted to make sure that it didn't make them drowsy. I wanted to make sure that it didn't interact with any of the medications that I had to write for them as well. And I also wanted to make sure that it was easy for them. A lot of my patients, Tom, are on the go a lot. And so when they got the flu-like symptoms, I could talk to them about oscillococcinum, something that really, really makes a difference. And then if I kind of dial back a bit, Tom, and then they don't necessarily have those flu symptoms, but now they have that sneezing and that congestion that we talked about, then I can go down a different arm to know they have more cold symptoms. And then that's when I talked to them about another homeopathic called cold calm. Now, the reason why I like cold calm as well is because whenever I think about something, especially for my children, so 
cold call could be given, Tom. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. 
Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. And the Tom Sumner Program. What do comic books have to do with Susan B. Anthony, Stormy Daniels, and Congressman John Lewis? Find out New Year's Eve 2020 on the Tom Sumner Program. Author Mark Schulman talks about comic book biographies of Walt Disney and Susan B. Anthony. The creative team from Tidal Wave Productions talk about a new comic book series called Stormy Daniels Space Force. Plus, former congressional aide Andrew Aiden talks about developing a three-part comic book series about the civil rights movement called March with Congressman John Lewis. The Tom Sumner program continues our look back at 2020 with comic books for New Year's Eve, streaming live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com, repeating online all day and night, simulcast on 92.1 FM in Flint at 9 a.m. and p.m. Happy New Year from the Tom Sumner Program. More with Dr. Ken Redcross, straight ahead. Are, are the viruses from cold and flu different viruses each year? Well, yes. Well, so that's a, there's two answers to that. So, look, when you talk about the flu, each and every year, the flu is the influenza virus. The problem with that, everyone, is people will say, well, Doc, why do we get a, a shot every year for it? Well, it mutates, so it changes. So that's influenza. Now, on the flip side, the cold viruses, such as the adenovirus, the echovirus, the rhinovirus, they're a class of different viruses that we get each and every day. But luckily, they're not as devastating as influenza can be each and every year. So once again, the cold viruses are in their own little box in a, in a sense. And if we can have a, a, a new vaccine that lines up to the flu each year, how how is it that we can't uh, eradicate it altogether? Oh yeah. So look. So when we're looking at the flu, everyone, it it usually sweeps from through Australia through Asia and comes in a pattern that's predictable here to the United States, which is the reason why we can kind of look at what's going on down under and see what kind of flu season that we're going to have. But once again. The influenza virus is a smart virus. It mutates, and it honestly even mutates sometimes as it's getting over here to us in the United States, which is the reason why someone will say, you know what, Doc, I got the flu shot and I still got sick. And that's because there's different strains of the flu. When we're talking about the vaccine, Tom, we try to make sure that we get the most common strains that are actually there. So for my practice, as I mentioned, since my practice is a little more holistic, I have a group who are like, no matter what, Doc, I don't want the, the flu vaccine. And instead, 
um, if they come down with those symptoms, reach for oscillococcinum um, instead of that. And so, once again, it's a very personal, um, a very personal choice. Does oscillococcinum treat the flu? Of course it doesn't. But the point is, when you get those flu-like symptoms, those are some of the things you want to reach for that's easy for you that you can actually have your family kit. And when they start, it's very important to jump on them quickly, your symptoms. Are, do you feel, because of uh, the contact that you have uh, with so many people, do you feel obligated to um, get flu vaccines and, and uh, soon the COVID-19 vaccine? Oh, gosh, that is a really, really good question. You know why? Because I got a call last week at one of the places where I deliver care. And they let me know, hey, doc, we're going to probably have this COVID vaccine in the next seven days. Because as you guys are all hearing, the healthcare workers are kind of first up to bat right. um, to get the vaccine. Now, there's four, uh, well, about four now, and they each have a kind of different, obviously, efficacy or, or, or side effects and that sort of thing. And so what I need to do, especially for flu this year, so I've already gotten my flu shot because I didn't want to mix that with the possibility of getting a COVID exposure as well. And so we'll see. We'll see which COVID vaccine comes. I know there's the, there's the Pfizer one, everyone. There's AstraZeneca. There's Moderna. And there's one that J&J is working on. And that's the one that was very interesting to me, Tom, because they're working on an arm that's just one. Um, vaccine as opposed to the two where you, you have to kind of come back for the second one. Um, so, yeah, look, as me as I'm seeing patients and I'm making house calls and seeing patients who have been COVID positive, sure, it's one of those things that I, I want to protect not only myself and my family, but those that I'm, that I'm blessed enough to touch as their physician as well. Is, this, is it unusual to have a, uh, uh, a, a two-punch vaccine? You know, it is actually, um, you know, but this is, I mean, it obviously makes sense. You know, the coronavirus is, is something that obviously we haven't seen unless you're over 100 years of age or you remember the Spanish flu. Um, but the point is, so this is unique. And don't forget, we put this thing together pretty darn quickly. Um, and we haven't really been able to do that with other vaccines. So, yeah, look, it's going to take time. Over time, what's going to happen is, yes, I bet you that things will change and we'll figure out a way to make it only one injection. But right now, this is what we have, um, which is, um, you know, it's a godsend to be able to have something that can hopefully get rid of this worldwide pandemic in time. But once again, we have to do our part. And our part is still the distancing. It's still the discussion of, of, of masks and hand hygiene. Hand hygiene, I can't uh, minimize the importance of that, everyone, because if we're washing our hands, you know, we used to tell our kids, you know, you're supposed to wash your hands long enough to say happy birthday to me. Um, that's how long and how thoroughly you should be washing your hands. So that's a, that's a big thing for us to, to really, you know, as a take home um, to make sure that we stay healthy and well. In addition to getting a good amount of rest, um, in addition to making sure your vitamin D levels are where they're supposed to be, vitamin D, everyone, is incredibly important for your immune balance. Um, so once again, I like to sprinkle in some of these homeopathic issues or some of these homeopathic things like cold, calm, or silo, or either I like to also talk about vitamins, other ones that have studies behind them that show the benefits. How long do you think um, it will be before we, uh, uh, I, I don't want to dwell on COVID-19, but I think a lot of people are, sure, are sure. curious now that the vaccine is out. 
Um, do you think by summer things will be back to normal? Or do you think there's going to be a new normal where people tend to on public transportation and when they go to, you know, crowded uh, retail outlets and bars and mm-hmm. restaurants mm-hmm. will be more inclined to mask up, for example? Yeah, you know, Tom, I think it's going to be a mixture of both. So look, everyone, so the summertime is not going to be a a time when we're all going to just let our hair down and run silly again and go flying over to Europe back and forth easily, okay? It's going to take some time. This is a big, big effort. We have 300 million people in this country. So uh, we need to make sure that the vaccines are getting everywhere. Um, So it's going to be something. Don't forget, we're also going, uh, distribution's going in a stepwise fashion, right? So a lot of people are not going to be vaccinated until maybe the spring. So I'm thinking this. So what should happen, and this is a lot of the specialists that I talk to, that the summer is going to obviously be getting better. But it's going to be fall that's going to be important that we really damp down some of what's going on because the flu will be back again next fall. So we want to be ready to go. That's why I said, Tom, it's probably going to be a blend. We're going to be able to go back to a lot of the things we used to love to do, but we're going to have to still be careful and probably still wear that mask until the until a little bit of 22. That's what I've been hearing with a lot of the specialists that I talked about. But we will be getting back uh, to somewhat, you know, normal life, quote unquote, as as we know it. You know, each year uh, as cold and flu season approaches, um, in in different years there have been vaccine shortages. Is there any concern about the uh, uh, effort being put into the COVID vaccine of uh, interrupting the um, supply chain for uh, flu vaccines? Well, it shouldn't, guys. So look, so we already are well prepared and well stocked to go on the flu vaccine side of things because each and every year we're ready for it. This distribution with COVID obviously is new for us. And the the good thing when you think about the coronavirus, whether you get the Pfizer or Moderna or the other two, um, the point is that there's going to be some options. So that's going to help at least on that side, Tom. But it shouldn't affect the the production, the distribution, and so forth of the flu vaccine, which we're ready for. Don't forget, a lot of doctor's offices already have them stocked and ready to go, right? So um, it's a little different because we were ready um, in this time for the flu vaccine versus obviously being ready for, for COVID. When, um, Ken, when was the last time that um, somebody came up with a vaccine and there was this this sense of urgency that, that we have to, as quickly as possible, um, immunize everyone? Was it polio? Oh, gosh, to be honest, Tom, it's... it's- well, yes, I was about to say, it's probably polio. You remember how devastating. Now, I'm not, I'm not that old, everyone, but I do have relatives and so forth. You remember, look, the polio vaccine was a really, really big deal. That was something that a lot of people were terrified over as far as getting polio and not knowing what to do. So you're right there, Tom. I think uh, polio was probably that one where there was a rush to make sure that we get something that can uh, help eradicate that. And we've done a fabulous job at that. Yeah, this this year is um, going to be remembered in medical history, I think, for the, the speed in which this uh, vaccine came together. And, of course, that's created some doubts for some people. Are you pretty confident yeah. that they, they took all the steps and precautions they, they needed to? And should we stop saying things like uh, approving emergency use? <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think that's going to be dropped soon, Tom, because you're right. That's the other challenge. Unfortunately, we live in a world that has become a little a little more skeptical um, than maybe it was many years ago, and that skepticism has kind of crept into this to this vaccine with the thought process that people are saying it's being monetized by those up top or it's being monetized by computer gurus and that sort of thing. We never used to have those discussions and, and, and talks. So that skepticism is something that scares me a bit um, because don't forget everyone, and, and, and I'm right down the center, Tom. I'm not a political guy, so I'm not left or right, right independent. So I say that to say that everyone, no matter who you like as a leader or what have you, you have some bright and smart scientists that are doing their job. The job was to create this wonderful vaccine, to do it as fast as you can, to make sure it's effective and safe. So they're outside of a political arena, everyone, even if they have a preference for, for a president or what have you. The point is, is that they're scientists and these things are tested. Um, and so this emergency use, everyone, is because we had to get this together and really start getting it in our arms soon if we want to get back to that normal and stay healthy. But, yes, it's important to, once again, stay close to your medical professional. Let's listen to some of the side effects that may be there. Um, a lot of the side effects with just regular vaccines, everyone. Don't forget, low-grade fever, sometimes some aches here and there. But you're thinking about the end game and what it's going to do for, for, your, for your lives moving forward and, and then for those that you love close to you as well. If we can, uh, can, uh, can we... Uh... Talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the precautions people should take uh, with regard to cold and flu. Uh, we're, we're talking about the pandemic. Of course, everybody is talking about the pandemic, yeah. but that tends to sure, overshadow sure. other things. If uh, the, the flu that's, that's making the rounds this year, um, mm-hmm. how long does that lay you up for? Well, look, the flu can really, if you, so if you come down with the flu, everyone, I mean, it can really like, knock you down for seven to ten days for some. Ten is on the long side, but it really can, you know, make you feel like you got hit by a Mack truck. The other thing that's important as well is let's recognize that the flu peaks from December to February each year. So that makes sense, right, Tom, because we're all kind of ready. But what may not make sense is sometimes it can extend all the way out into May. So that's the time where we're thinking, like, oh, I can stop doing all these cold and flu things, and you cannot um, do those things at that time. You still need to be very vigilant. And as we've talked before, have some things in your toolkit at home, whether it's oscillococcium, whether it's cold comb, whether it's vitamin D, whether it's vitamin C, those things that we know that are important, make sure you have a little bit of a toolkit. The other thing is make sure you get enough rest. I always, and this could be a totally different show, Tom, but I always talk a lot about sleep because sleep is, in fact, medicine. Sleep is when your immune system is really able to get revving. And if you're kind of not stopping and you're continuing to work or going to work when you know you probably should stay home, um, those things have changed now, of course. But the point is that's not giving your body the seven and a half hours that the CDC recommends that all of us get. Um, so don't undermine the importance of sleep. We live in a society where less sleep is supposed to be equated to success, right? Well, it shouldn't be. It should be just the opposite. You should get a lot of rest so you can make sure that you are um, better at, at what you do. I, I'm uh, Whenever I get, you know, the least little bit under the weather, I, I go straight to bed, and I don't get out of bed till I feel good, better. Good. Uh, that's just... 
Um, Good. Of course, I, I spend a little too much of that time in bed binge-watching uh, cable TV. <laughs> but uh, but um, anyway. Um, I, I think a lot of us are guilty of that right now, Tom. Don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's, been, uh, that's been a thing. You know, I I was trying to think, how did I spend, uh, you know, this this whole year of uh, COVID, which I've heard to referred to as uh, being twenty twentyed. Um, yeah, but but <laughs> that's, uh, that's very interesting. There, I haven't heard that. I, I think, uh, you know, the the hours and hours and hours that I've spent, you know, just watching television is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> No, <laughs> that'll be our secret and the listeners, Tom. Don't it won't get past us. I, I promise. Don't worry. I think it's also going to be a little bit uh, tough in ten or twenty years when uh, the class of twenty twenty goes to have a, a class reunion and everybody just stays oh. home. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That was a good one there. <laughs> um, You're probably right. It's a, it's a special year. Let's tell you. When we get a, a cold or the flu, um, are most of the medications that we're taking really just addressing the symptoms? Yeah, they are, everyone, and that's the, that's the whole reason. I was very, I was so frustrated because, look, everyone, I've been in practice almost twenty years now, and I hated, like, especially when I had um, patients who would talk to me about their kids and what to give, and a lot of the things that are over the counter they cause drowsiness or they can't be given to children of this particular age group and made it a challenge. No, I needed something that was easy, um, especially during cold and flu, because we deal with it so much, Tom. So when I mentioned the Ocillo and cold calm before, the other thing that makes my life even easier is that you can get it, whether you go to Walgreens or Whole Foods, Rite Aid, CVS, Target. See, they're at places within our community. They don't need a prescription. You can kind of go and pick those up, Tom. So when you're talking about cold and flu, which we deal with so frequently, you want something that's easy. You want something that's going to make you feel better quickly and something that you can kind of jump on quickly than waiting to see your doctor. I mean, I'm fortunate enough, as I, as I told you, Tom, that patients can kind of pick up the phone, text me or what have you, or I'll make a house call. But I recognize that's not the norm across all of the United States. And so... You know, when we talk about things that we can do for self-care and so forth, Tom, those are the things we need to kind of do a bit of um, so that when we get to the doctor, we can kind of say, look, we've tried some of this, or, or lo and behold, I'm better. I can cancel that appointment. That sort of thing is very important. You know, a lot of us, when we get, you know, um, I don't know, we fall down and, you know, skin a knee or skin an elbow mm -hmm. or, or stub a toe, you know, a lot of us just have this sort of walk it off attitude. Um, yeah. When should someone contact their doctor? Yeah. Look, what I usually tell everyone there, Tom, is forty-eight hours. That's my that my magic number. Now, obviously. If you have a child and the child is not doing well or not themselves and not eating and they're very listless, that is a, that's a 24-hour immediate call. It's a little different. But when I'm talking about adults and just not kind of feeling yourself, you know, we talk about some of these self-help things we need to do, but that 48-hour window, if you don't feel you're turning the corner or that you've got a little bit of a hold on this thing, make sure you give a call to your doctor at that point because a lot of the things that we want to discuss and implement – 
that 48-hour window is an important time to make sure that we, we start to, to get management going and make sure that we're not missing something else that's a, that's a little more serious that's developing. Well, Ken, I, I can't believe how fast the time has gone, but I uh, want to make sure before we sign off that uh, I give you, as I do all my guests, an opportunity to let listeners know where they can uh, find out more about what we've been talking about and, and what some good resources are. What do you recommend for people to um, uh, find out more about what we've been talking about? Are there some websites, or do you think they should uh, oh, uh, sure. take it up with their their so, primary care physician? Well, I think, yeah, I think a little bit of all those things. Well, first of all, so my website, everyone, is drkenredcross.com. And my social media handles are all Dr. Ken Redcross um, as well, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or um, Facebook. By all means, please reach out. I love meeting new people. For some of you who like some of the homeopathic things and like myself and not a fan of prescriptions, that website um, for some of those products are boronusa.com. Um, once again, I like being able to, to bring some natural things into my Western medicine practice. Um, so by all means, please reach out. I'd love to meet new people and see what I can do to at least provide some advice if need be. Well, Ken, thanks for spending this time with me this morning. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on, Tom. Tom, it's wonderful to meet you. Happy holidays and uh, Happy New Year. You too. You too. Have a blessed one. All right. Bye-bye. That was uh, Dr. Ken Redcross. He is uh, author of Bond, The Four Cornerstones, of a lasting and caring relationship with your doctor. He is also the founder of Red Cross Concierge, a uh, personalized medical practice designed to enhance the patient-doctor relationship. And he shared uh, some information about uh, not just cold and flu season, but COVID-19 and vaccines and, and so on. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. <music> Are we crazy? 
This is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now, and now too, and even now. They say singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Two. Virtual playdates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Tom Sumner program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. If you have a knack for sales and fundraising and would like to become a valued member of a fun team, you could be a good fit for the Tom Sumner program. Help us develop the underwriters needed to continue to grow our brand. Write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com. The Tom Sumner program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Hope back once again to tell you it's better to have Pepsodent flowing over your teeth now than to have water running under your bridge later. The Tom Sumner 
TomSumnerProgram.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. This day will go down in history as precedent-shattering. John Bickerson is smiling. Despite the lateness of the hour, the fact that he has had perhaps the hardest day of his life at the office, John Bickerson is smiling. Why? Tell us, John. Two weeks vacation with pay. Wait till I tell Blanche, brother, how I've longed for this. I'll sew myself into the bed sheets and sleep for ten days. John? Hello, Blanche. How is my beautiful wife? What? Would you like me to bring you a glass of milk and a cookie? And here's a little present for you. You look wonderful, honey. Oh, this is awful. What's the matter? This morning I burned my hand on the stove. I ripped my only pair of nylons. My inlay fell out, and now you come home drunk. What are you talking about? I'm not drunk and you know it. Then why are you so nice to me? What's the use? When I come home tired, can't smile, she beefs. When I come home and try to be pleasant, she accuses me. Put out the lights. You're not going to bed with your shoes on. Yes, I am. I work like a horse. I might as well sleep like a horse. Why did you bring me a present? What have you been up to, John? Bring his wife a present. Oh, stop it. A husband doesn't bring his wife a present unless he's done something wrong. I've brought you a million presents and I've never done anything wrong. Never. Not since the day I married you. I wish you'd let me sleep. Sure. Sleep. That's the easiest way out when you've got a guilty conscience. Blanche, I tell you, I haven't got a guilty conscience. Then why did you buy me an expensive present? It isn't an expensive present. It's the crummiest present I could find. I could believe that, all right. What is it? Why don't you open it and see? I bet you've gone and thrown away your money on some stupid thing I can't even use. Oh, you can use it fine. A home beauty outfit. It's got everything, just what you need. Wrinkle cream, freckle remover, hair darkener, false eyelashes, chin reducing strap. What kind of a present do you call this? What are you hinting at? How did I know what was in it? Nobody would use this but a homely woman. Oh, that's not true. All women use it. They do not. Only the homely ones and I wouldn't touch it. The sales girl in the drugstore said she uses it all the time, and she's not half as homely as you are. What? I mean, you're just as pretty. And that's just about what happened. You walked into a drugstore, saw a pretty face, and didn't know what you were buying. I didn't look at her face at all. If you were going to buy me a present, why didn't you buy me something I could use? Why didn't you get me an ounce of taboo? What's that? My favorite perfume. Well, you've got a dresser full of perfume. Taboo, Sabu, Snafu, Sterno. Enough perfume for any woman alive. Look at those bottles. They're all empty, and it's all your fault. You left the corks out, and it evaporated. I leave the cork out of my bourbon, don't I? Well, what about it? That never evaporates. You never give it a chance. I don't see why I should have to do without because of your nasty habits. What do you think makes a thing dry up, John? Wish I knew. Don't be so funny. Oh, I'm not funny. I'm sleepy. 
You know I worked at the office 18 hours without a let up. That's what you said you did. That's what I did. I did it for what I thought was a good reason, but now I'm sorry. Why? Forget it. What is it, John? What happened? (gasps) You lost your job. I didn't lose my job. I got two weeks vacation with pay. It's the first vacation I've had in seven years and I wanted to enjoy it. But no, you wouldn't stand for that, would you? How can you say that, John? Of course I want you to enjoy yourself. Where's the money? In my wallet. Two whole weeks pay. Now, do you mind if I rest? You know, John, I haven't had a vacation either. A change of scene will do us both a world of good. If you're so tired, there's only one thing in the world for you to do. He's doing it. Where did he say that money was? Oh, here it is. Two weeks' pay. Blanche, put that money back. Oh, I I thought you were sleeping, dear. What were you doing with that money? What's the matter, Blanche? I'm not doing anything. I'm just counting it to see if they gave you the right amount. It's the right amount. Put it back and go to sleep. You needn't talk like that. I wasn't going to steal it. Who said you were? Just like you to make a crack like that. I didn't make any cracks at all. Go on. Call the police. Have me arrested. Put me in prison. Nobody's putting you in prison. They'll lock me up in solitary confinement. Rats running all over me in my cell. And I stand helpless, shaking, behind iron bars. No way to escape. Blanche. Oh, why don't you send me a hacksaw, John? You're getting hysterical. Well, don't go accusing me of taking your money. It's half mine anyway. It's all yours. All I want is sleep. I don't see why we can't go away on a vacation for a few days. You go. I told you I'm going to do nothing but sleep for the whole two weeks. You'll have to get up sometime. Not even once. How are you going to collect your unemployment insurance? What unemployment insurance? You're going to be out of work for two weeks. You can't collect unemployment insurance if you've got a job. If you're not working, you haven't got a job, have you? That's different. Why? I don't know why. Nobody does it, that's all. Well, what's the good of unemployment insurance if you don't get any money when you're unemployed? Being on vacation is not the same as being unemployed. Don't tell me. What? Clara's husband, Barney, has never had a job his whole life, and he collects his unemployment check every week. He can't collect any checks if he doesn't work. I thought you said they only pay you when you don't work. That's right. But you have to work before you can be out of work so you have a legitimate claim for the money you earned that you don't get. I don't get it. Oh, leave me alone. And I'm telling you now, John, you've got two weeks off and you're going to do one of two things. Do you hear me? I hear you. Either you start collecting your unemployment insurance or else you fill in those two weeks with another job. Another job? This is my vacation. I don't care. It won't hurt you to work those two weeks. And we could use the money. Okay, I'll get another job in the morning. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. What? Go on. Get up. Get a job, you loafer. What kind of a job can I get at 2 o'clock in the morning? What's the matter with being a night watchman? I won't do it. I won't do it. You've got no right to deprive me of my two weeks off. I don't care what happens. I won't get another job. All right, then. Promise you'll take me away on a vacation. There's no way out. I promise. Will you swear? Every minute that we're away. I know where we'll go. Lake Tahoe. 
I'll only have to buy a few more dresses and you can wear your dungarees all the time. Okay. Just tell them you came in from fishing. And if it gets cold, I've got just the thing. Let me show you what I picked up on sale yesterday. I don't want to see it. Just look at this, John. Isn't it stunning? What's so stunning about a bath rug? It's a fur cape, silly. Well, where's the fur? Well, that's the way it's supposed to look. It's the very latest style. Sheared beaver. Sheared beaver? It's been clipped. So have I. You have not. This is worth every penny, John. You know I'm a good judge of furs. Oh, sure. The past two years you bought a bald mink and a plucked skunk. Well, what's wrong with them? The mink stinks and the skunk shrunk. Blanche, how much did you pay for this one? Only $94. $94? Oh, Blanche, you didn't. Get that money back, you hear me? Get that money back. Don't get hysterical. As soon as the... Blanche, how could you do this to me? I deny myself everything. I've been sewing heels on your old pocketbooks and wearing them for shoes. I've been eating the padding out of my overcoat shoulders to save on breakfast cereal. I don't even drink my bourbon anymore. I just chew the cork and hit myself on the head with the bottle. I never spend a nickel on myself. You bought a bag of popcorn yesterday. That wasn't popcorn. My teeth fell out from malnutrition. I'm warning you, Blanche. Blanche, you're not going to get away with it. What do you want? Hello, Bickerson. This is Mr. Guernsey. Yes. uh, Oh, hello, Mr. Guernsey. I hate to be calling you at this hour, Bickerson, but something very urgent has come up. What happened? I just received word that our Chicago plant burned down, and we weren't covered. This morning, I filed bankruptcy proceedings, and I'm closing up for good. What? I trust you'll find a new position, and I do wish you good luck. Well, uh, thanks. By the way, Bickerson, would you mind sending back that two-week salary I gave you? I need every penny I can scrape together. Yeah, um, sure, I'll send it. Uh, goodbye. Well, did you hear that, Blanche? No, what was it? My boss, Mr. Guernsey, I lost my job. (gasps) Wonderful! Wonderful? What's so wonderful about it? Now you can collect your unemployment insurance. Oh, Blanche. We wish you a Merry Christmas From the Tom Well, hey, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. Thanks to uh, all of my guests this last hour. Talking about cold and flu, Dr. Ken Redcross. And uh, before that, Joe Drape, a uh, New York Times sports reporter turned uh, author of a book called The Saint Makers. And we talked about love, loss, and moving on with uh, author Lori Kleiner Eckert. Tomorrow on the show, Janet Alvarez from Wisebread, John Sellers from Bank of America, share some uh, holiday shopping tips if you're not done yet. And we'll talk about uh, home improvement with uh, Tom Kreitler from the Money Pit. We'll talk about generators with Chris Kaiser. The Good night, Tom everybody. This program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. 
Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.